the following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Uh, We have together here Susie Carpenter is with me this morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Opal. Hope you slept well. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't sleep long. So Susie and I went to Dallas, Texas to the Crimes Against Children show, and we've been there for the last three days. And what an amazing experience that is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) We uh, we have seen three days of uh, crimes against children, and that, that's a bit of a shocker, but uh, we live in this world. I do want to take the time out, first of all, to let you know that this show is recorded live. It's not just some podcast that we put together off somewhere. You can call in at one 866 472 Now, we know that most people look at this show or listen to this show on archive. We're on radio, by the way, because we look better on radio. <laughs> anyway, uh, most people listen to this show in archive. But if you're live this morning and you're listening, please, uh, we're, you are welcome to call in at one 472 This show is brought to you by Million Kids. That is spelled M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. And one of the best things you can do to get an ongoing education is to follow Million Kids on Facebook. Facebook and share that with everyone you know. You just simply go to Facebook, you find me and kids, you hit like and you're part of our our family of people who care deeply about protecting kids against predators. Well, we learned a lot this week and I just want to kind of divest uh, some of that knowledge with you. Now, truthfully, I have two full yellow pads of notes here that I am trying to transcribe and uh, asking Mona to help me transcribe it. And uh, people say, you know, are you the only one in million kids? No, there are several people in million kids that are making this go forward. And so we need all of you to make this happen. But we have a lot of notes. And uh, But we just got back about 10, 30, 11 o'clock last night, and my power was out. So we're a little bit, uh, little bit late putting this together. Here's what the first observation I want to tell you. When you're working in this business, whether you're law enforcement, a social worker, a public health, mental health, probation, uh, a technologist, it is very easy to get overwhelmed by the magnitude of what is going on in our lives. Uh, just the fast, intense, changing amounts of technology that is changing crime. And as many of you know, I'm in the process of writing a book on that very subject. And it's just changing so fast, I can't seem to, you know, it's kind of like holding jello in front of a fan or something. It just is an amazing experience. But Don't get overwhelmed because it is heartening when you go to the show to look at all that is happening. If you look at the problems in aggregate, 
you get overwhelmed. But what I saw when I looked out on the floors of literally thousands of law enforcement officers and social worker and people that are there dedicating their lives to taking on crimes against children, what I saw was some excellent men and women. Well, one of the things I noticed is how many of them stay in shape. You know, the rest of us, I spend hours reading and like that. These people are off at gyms, you know, lifting weights and staying staying heavy duty in shape. And that's important because we can use all the technology we want to use when the moment comes that you go out there and go after a gang or a cartel guy or some pedophile who's molesting like 12, 15, 20, 25 kids or more using technology. <clears throat> I wanted to say how impressed I was to stand beside all of you. This is, in fact, the war of good and evil. And I believe that with all my heart. And it is accelerating in ways that we never could have predicted two years ago. I've been in this business now nearly 10 years. And the extreme advancement that we're seeing based on technology, and, uh, you know, there are many things affecting this, Laws, technology, uh, the coming together of things. When I see that, I am so proud to see these men and women who are willing to come together and fight the good fight against evil. And I'm telling you, we are seeing evil on levels that I think Susie and I are almost unable to process. Would, Would you agree, Susie? I would, and that's coming from you and I who have been doing this for a long time. Um, I think both of us kept commenting on we need a a moment to decompress because you start to delve into the mind of predators and that gets real dark and murky. Um, And you also start to look at the scale of the problem and and the challenges that law enforcement are going to have in bringing cases, and, and that gets... Um, a little scary, you know, when you start thinking about our future and, you know, the future for, for children uh, in, in the world, not just in, in our country. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to real quickly uh, throw a shout out. This, this conference is presented annually by the Dallas Children's Advocacy Center and the Dallas Police Department. And I wanted to congratulate them on such a successful and great event. The, the information, although hard to digest, was um, so vital and so important for us, and so great for great, great job. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I just uh, we're almost up against a break already. This show is going to go fast, but uh, there were uh, we were surprised there was little there about human trafficking, uh, about gangs, or even the role of online gaming in this. Uh, there was some allusion to online gaming, but this this conference really focused heavily on child abuse sextortion, child pornography, social media exploitation. And what was really, really heartening was to see the amount of corporate technology companies coming together with solutions to find these pedophiles, find these predators in the clear web, the dark web, and out in public. Uh, There were many workshops on search warrants and how to gain information while meeting privacy and search and seizure laws. Uh, Of course, this is a law enforcement focused conference, 
we were really, really excited to have so many people come to our booth and tell us, hey, we listened to your podcast. Uh, I've shared it with my wife. I've shared it with other people down at the uh, precinct, and it was really heartening. There was quite a bit there about the need for multidisciplinary teams um, working together. These are not simple, straightforward, vertical cases. This is going to take a horizontal law enforcement approach. Many of these cases are multi jurisdictional. Uh, many of the cases have a Tor or dark web affiliation. We're going to get in a little bit about the Internet of Things on here. There were many vendors there on predictive behavior software and artificial intelligence software. There were several workshops about decoding encryption and social media kinds of things, animatization, I can't say that word. <laughs> there was one uh, that was really all about, that was new to me, about GDPR. This is the new European Union privacy laws. So during the next section, and we're coming up against heartbreak, but during the next section, we're going to start into our observations on this and really get in depth. And we're going to give you a case to give you a, a generalization of how this works. We're up against a heartbreak, folks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. By the way, Susie, who's on the line with us here, Susie uh, archives all of these shows. And so literally it is our passion to give you hour upon hour. Right now I think we have nearly 50 hours of free human trafficking, uh, all kinds of human exploitation training. You simply go to exploitedcrimes.com and you click on the listen button uh, tab, yeah. you know, I'm old-fashioned, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, and you can see in there, by subject, Susie has hours of categorizing all this <laughs> stuff for you, and you just simply download it, and and uh, you can listen to it. You can share it. By the way, you can get an embed code. doesn't cost a dime. It's not all that hard, and you can put those same human trafficking training right on your website, and, uh, and I also want to take a time out a minute to thank all those corporations all those foundations that fund this. We are able to do this because people across, actually around the world, go online and go to www.millionkids.org and hit donate or simply send us a check. And you can do that by going to millionkids.org and you'll see our P.O. Box 7295, Riverside, California, 92513. And that's how you can support this show. We want to take this out. It goes out to 100 in 70 countries. I want to educate missionaries. I want to educate nonprofits all around the world. So enough of that. I did have some general observations, and then I want to turn it over to Susie because she went to different shows or different parts of the conference than I did. I don't want to hear her observations. My first observation, by the way, we'll be talking about this show for a long time, this conference, (laughs) because there is a lot of material there. But my first observation was just how much more violated the victims will be in the future because of technology. You know, they're not you know they're not just being exploited by one pedophile. These photographs, as they're exploited, first of all, they will be able to be exploited by groups of people watching by live streaming. But more important, these photographs will go in these dark web rings. Some of them have over 200,000 pedophiles. So they're going to be exploited and violated into perpetuity forever on a very large scale. On top of it, their their photos are going to be encrypted and go into disappearing video and encrypted technology so they won't be able to locate it and even combat it because it will be passed from, from pedophile to pedophile in a manner that is not able to generally be seen. So they're going to be violated into in obscurity and violated in mass. So this is changing everything. My observation is that the perpetrators will be younger and there'll be more of a normalization of our society to their behavior as technology provides normalization, socialization, exploration, and confirmation of their pedophilia, that their behavior is not only uh, normalized, but it's almost canonized, okay? The people will 
the perks will have to do more to prove that they're acceptable because they're joining large ranks. And I'm sure Susie's going to talk about that. She saw a little bit of that, too. And the other one is the challenges of law enforcement to take this on because there will be perpetrators in just a few countries. There will be victims. Well, there will be perpetrators all around the world, but there will be victims all around the world. And so we have to take it from a vertical kind of thinking on law enforcement. When you see that one case of one child being violated by what you think is one perpetrator, we have to begin to have have uh, a thinking process, a discipline to pull that thread and follow that case around the world. Because while it may be your one case, it could be parts of thousands in a child porn ring. So those are my initial observations. Susie, you take it on. Tell us what you're thinking. Um, well, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about one of the uh, one of the workshops I was in uh, was called Selection, Engagement, and Seduction of Children and Adults by Child Molesters. And this one was put on by Corey Jewell Jensen. She's an MS out of Oregon, and she's got 35 years working with child sex offenders. Um, and a couple of the statistics that really stood out to me. And this one, by the way, I heard several times throughout the conference by different uh, people putting on workshops. And that was uh, the, the everyone I think has a, a misconception that child molesters were also molested as children. And the fact is that only 25 to 30% of sex offenders were molested as kids. Um, it's been found, I guess, over and over that they will use that as a ploy for sympathy if they've been arrested um, to to kind of, you know, get off a little easier um, so people will feel sorry for them. But if you if you put them to the polygraph, what you'll find is most of them were not molested. Yeah, I found that. I found that really, really fascinating myself, because, as you know, I've been following pedophiles uh, cases for um, probably six years now, and it, you do hear that regularly. And I, I've always wondered if that's a strong, uh, strong argument. But you're right. Everyone I heard said they'll throw that out there, but it's like a red herring that that only about a fourth of them really have some provable evidence of that. Correct. The other one that that was uh, stated kind of across the board uh, through the conference were that. Most of these uh, child pedophiles know that they prefer uh, prepubescent children by the time they're 12, 13, 14 years old. Yeah, um, I, I, I really, that blew me away too because, uh, and, and I say to myself, what can we do with that information as far as education and outreach and uh, being able to stop it before they actually perform? Because uh, I, I, like you, I, I just found that fascinating that that they know they they may not be able to admit it from themselves but when they are taken back they know by that early age correct um and then another statistic that really stood out to me was that five to twenty percent of child sex offenders are women and i'm sure for some of our listeners that's going to surprise them um but as you and i know i post case after case on facebook of of you know women uh a lot of times though the women are the ones that are being uh groomed also by an offender a male sex offender 
who will find a woman that he can coerce into molesting children uh, on online uh, for them. Yeah, you know? I uh, I questioned that. I, well, I won't say I question it, but I want to get more data on that because mm-hmm. as hardcore women uh, uh, pedophiles, okay, people that are into child pornography uh, on standalone cases, the five to twenty percent range seemed uh, like a big range to me. It didn't seem scientific because it's such a large range. However, I agree with you. Probably the struggle there is how many are individuals, uh, autonomous uh, pedophiles in pornography, and how many are simply. Well, I don't want to minimize it, but are are doing it because they're going along with some male they're trying to win the affection of. Right. And and that brings me to the next part, which was that she had talked about how uh, the pedophile, male pedophile, not only will target and, and how they're grooming children, but they will groom the adults around them so that they can have access to children. And so one of the targets, a uh, favorite targets of, of some of these male pedophiles is to find women with children who are single, alone, maybe vulnerable, and in particular, who were victimized in their own life because they become an even easier target. And I, so I, I found that absolutely fascinating, too. Uh, I want to add in something to you here, and uh, we'll keep going on in the next section. But um, along those lines, one of the guys that I heard, they said there are there is a hierarchy of recruitment. And you're absolutely right. They, they not only groom the kid, they groom the parent uh, that goes along with this kid. But they said the hierarchy was um, availability. Uh, let's see, how did that go? Availability, vulnerability, attractiveness. No, availability, vulnerability, risk, and then attractiveness. And what they said, they gave the case of someone, they're saying that available and vulnerability is number one. If they're available and vulnerable, they'll overcome the risk. And attractiveness is a much lesser criteria. He gave the case of a woman who was always late to picking up her daughter at, uh, I think she was in gymnastics or something. And so that made her available and vulnerable. And so he targeted her because the mother was always late he made it he he closed out 10 minutes earlier so he could molest that child based on her availability and vulnerability and uh, I found that I found that fascinating that way that they start with the parent in their grooming and then move to the child yes yeah it, it was it was quite eye-opening. That was a two-session workshop, and, and it, she shared a lot of really good information. Um, I also sat in, um, and this one I thought was, was really kind of cool because I was not aware of them, but what a great resource they are. And it was uh, held by the National Runaway Safe Line. And apparently they've been around quite a long time, um, and they are a wonderful resource uh, for kids who are thinking about running away, kids who have run away. They will connect them with services to help get them off the street because they understand how important it is to get them off quickly because of how vulnerable they become. Um, I just wanted to give out some of the information because I'm sure we have parents listening and other others who may want to utilize this resource. You can find them at 1-800-RUNAWAY.ORG. And if, if you're a 
kid who's thinking about running away, you can text them at 66008 or you can call them at 1-800-RUNAWAY 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will not judge you. They are not going to force you into any situation. They're there to empower kids to make the choice to come off the streets because as you and I know, Opal, you can't force them necessarily off the street because they'll just turn around and run again. Yeah, and they are the most vulnerable of all sex trafficking victims because they have so few resources. I do want to have them on our show in the near future. We talked to them at there, and uh, we are going to have them on there. We're coming up against a hard break here. Uh, If you want to contact us, you can contact us at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, org, not com, dot org. (laughs) And we really appreciate your feedback on Facebook and your contacting us. We're against the break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton 
Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the Crimes Against Children show in Dallas, Texas, where Susie Carpenter and myself went to. And it is a show for law enforcement. We met some of the most amazing people, people who dedicate their lives to taking this on. And anybody, then literally thousands of these people, law enforcement came from all over the United States, and uh, they came to subject themselves to just brutality as you understand what is happening in crimes against children, but they are some very, very fine people, and we very much appreciate you following us and letting us share this with you. Well, Susie and I have been talking about some of the uh, workshops that we attended that approach the psychological aspects of pedophilia and and uh, sextortion and some of these crimes. But this show was heavily oriented towards technology. And I'm impressed by the amount of technology that is coming forward by private enterprise, by commerce, people willing to invest in technology to save kids. And uh, we saw all kinds of it. And this really is going to be the fight of our lives with technology. Now, I wanted to put this in context with you because we had a, a case that is on our Facebook site. And um, I want to give you this case because it really kind of put in perspective to me uh, kind of a drawing together about all this technology. You see, there were technology companies in there that were going into the dark net, that were using uh, artificial intelligence to do sorting, that were doing uh, companies like Thorn that are doing uh, word searches like that in, in prostitution sites. But one of the things that is happening is that they're trying to find a way to take on a global crime that often takes place in the dark net. Now, I've had several radio shows on this subject as we've taken this on because what is happening is you have this war of you have the right to privacy. In America, we have the Fourth Amendment. In Europe, we are about to have this new law that is called GDPR and And that will protect privacy. And I went to a session on that. And it's just really, really scary. Europeans are setting up these laws so that we can't subpoena, just can't go in and get things uh, without strong, strong individual evidence. Well, how do you get it? You know that this is lurking in the dark web. How do you find it? And, uh, for instance, the new European law, one of the things we learned is that even such things as the IP address, you know, we go into who is now to find who owns a particular domain. Well, if it's in Europe, and think about these huge child pornography rings, many of the offenders are going to be in Europe, as they are right now in the ones we find, then you can't just automatically go into who, who is any longer. They're taking that away and saying, no, that's private. It's not public. So, This is going to be a challenge for technology. There was a case that came out on our site. This is written by Joseph Cox. Now, he's written some other stuff. I'm a real fan of his. I'm trying to contact him and ask him to be on our show. He is a writer for Motherboard, and he does excellent, excellent work. And you might want to try to follow him. Now, this case, I'm just going to read parts of it to you because I want you to understand the challenge. You see, what happened before is we had the playpen case, and I I did an entire show on the playpen case. In that case, the, the FBI did a search warrant out of Quantico, Virginia, where they're headquartered, to go into the dark web. But when they found their first perpetrator, he was in Oklahoma. The search warrant was not for Oklahoma. And so... 
as they began, they found thousands. I can't remember the number, but I want to say a number between eight and 12,000. They sent out a network investigative tool. This is kind of like injecting dye in your veins to see where it goes to out in your body. They sent that out and they found out that they believe there are 215,000 pedophiles on it. Well, this has become an appellate court case going all the way up and it may end up in the Supreme Court. And at the high level of the appellate case, what the courts ruled is that the FBI, because in the lower courts they were ruling they did not have a right to go in if they didn't know who they were going after and they didn't have a search warrant for Oklahoma. Well, you don't know who you're going to go after in the dark web because you don't know where it's going to lead. Well, this case, malware and hacking tools are established now as part of the FBI's investigative toolkit because what happened in the playpen case is that the um, courts ruled the rule of 41 and you'll You'll hear me talk about that. And it said they can go anywhere they want to as long as they have probable cause. So now this will be contested in the Supreme Court. Now, what has happened in the EU is they've said just the opposite. You're not coming here without probable cause. Okay. In fact, we're not even going to tell you who owns a domain without being able to give us some specifics. So this is going to get challenging. We in America have gone just the opposite according to this case. That's why I find it fascinating. They said that they allowed them in a new case revolving around someone blackmailing children. The FBI sent the suspect a digitally poisoned movie file that obtained the target's real IP address. Okay, so what has happened here is the FBI has gone out in what is considered a very controversial means, but they went to a judge. They were going, got permission here. This this guy was running a site using a moniker called Brian Kill, K-I-L, and it was focused heavily in a, a high school called Plainfield High School here in the U.S., and he was particularly violating young people at that high school. He would say things like, your time is running out. You thought the police would find me by now, but they didn't. They had no clue, he wrote to one of the victims. He continued harassments and threats and publications of sexually explicit videos and their photos. And the law enforcement even held a community forum. So this tells you how bad this is getting. This is focused on a high school and law enforcement is going out into that high school, holding a community forum to discuss the case, trying to do on the ground police work to prevention and intervention to provide that education to support parents to tell them don't become uh, victims of this and so they attended and reported back a judge a gutsy judge then authorized her name is judge deborah lynch authorized the use of a network investigative tool that is a blanket term for malware exploits and hacking tricks and they were able to send this out and get this guy's IP address. So while Europe is going more public in making it difficult, our FBI got a judge to help them. And so this is a fascinating case because once they set that network investigative tool out there, they got the IP address. Once they find the IP address, then 
They went out with an emergency subpoena using the regular law enforcement mechanisms that we have today. They got an emergency subpoena and went to the relevant Internet service provider and got the physical address. After they intercepted it, they found someone viewed a photograph, and this guy was viewing photographs of the Columbine killers. It turned out he had posted the same photo and threatening this high school and their students. They did the old-fashioned police work, physical surveillance that showed it was Buster Hernandez, and he was using the tour, and they were able to use the old-fashioned police work to show that he was at home using tour during this time. So I want you to understand here that they are, this is local police working with FBI using absolutely top-notch, technical uh, investigative tools approved by law enforcement in a unique subpoena because they didn't know who it was. They used the unique approach, the NIT approach approved by law, uh, excuse me, approved by the judicial people to go in and find out who it was and then went back to old-fashioned police work to take it on. I think that's absolutely important that we understand that. And what that is what this conference was all about. Using all of these collaborative software organizations to use creative methods to break the dark web. And I, I find that absolutely fascinating in how that took off and how they used it. I think you're going to see more and more of this. I do think that it's going to be harder and harder to prove these crimes because we are getting into areas now. How do you protect privacy? How do you go in there and get a proper kind of search warrant? We must educate uh, uh, our judicial staff on how to do this. We must create legislation that allows us to protect privacy at the same time, protect our children. These crimes are becoming extremely sophisticated. And these predators are extremely sophisticated. I am so proud of the FBI and Homeland Security for investing in the technology they need to take this on and for working with local law enforcement. It's going to take the multidisciplinary teams. It's going to take collaboration. It is going to take investment into technology like you can't believe. You know, these guys are making money hand over fist. They are laundering billions of dollars. By doing all of this undercover technology work through Bitcoin, through gold mining, and our guys are fighting tooth and nail to get the technology they need. This technology is expensive. I am proud of the corporate world for stepping up, creating technology. People like Sheepdog that I know that are creating technology and donating it to law enforcement. And then local communities that are willing to invest in that technology so that we can protect our kids. We are in the fight of our lives. The stuff I saw is evil beyond my ability to express it to you publicly. You know, it's going to take men and women who keep themselves in shape, who go out there, who have brains to go into this technology, understand it, break down the codes, get in the dark web, 
combine it with the clear web, combine it with the psychology that's being put out there by people that we heard this week to understand what a pedophile is like and put together the whole package and take this on. And I saw thousands of men and women equipping themselves to do that at this conference, and I was proud to be one of them. You know, this is the fight of our lives for the next generation of our young people, our precious kids, our families, to be able to fight against the greatest evil of all time, and that is the violation of our children. We are up against a hard break. We're going to go back to Susie and I at the next break and some of the other stuff we saw. Thanks for staying with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. That is because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. We'd ask you to follow us on Facebook. Simply go to Million Kids, find, excuse me, go to Facebook and find Million Kids and hit like. Also, we have a book that you might be interested in. We sold a lot of them at the show. It's called Seduced, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And you can buy that at millionkids.org. Org, and that is $16 if you're interested in the psychological aspects and the impact of social media on our kids. So I want to turn it back over to Susie now. Let her just kind of talk about some of the other observations you saw. We will be talking about this show for weeks, I know, and the information on it. But this is all new. And uh, Susie, why don't you take it away? Uh, well, I was gonna I was gonna continue on because uh, that that article that came out that you just the case that you just went through um, that article came out while we were at the show and the timing couldn't have been better. 
um, because a couple more of the, the workshops that I attended, one was called the Darknet and Emerging Technologies. In fact, you sat in that one with me. Um, and that one was put on by Justin Fitzsimmons and Lauren Wagner from Search. And they were giving us some really good information about how the how the uh, dark networks, um, you know, the difference between the surface web, the deep web, and the dark web. And it also talked about Tor a lot. And he really did a good job of explaining kind of how Tor um, keeps the user anonymous. Um, let me, and let I, me uh, jump in there a minute. If you don't know, because you didn't get to go to the conference, we're talking about the dark web. You have the you have the surface web, about 3% of the total internet. You have the deep web, which is government agencies. Below that is the dark web. You can't go from clear web to dark web automatically. You need a Tor browser is what she's talking about. The Onion Router browser, that's a special router that you get. And if you ever see .onion, they're in the dark web. So that's what she's talking about by Tor. Go ahead. Correct. And 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 down in Tor, and, uh, using Tor and down in the dark web is where you will find these child pornography rings because they want to all be anonymous because obviously they don't want to be caught by law enforcement with um, what they're producing and viewing. Um, some interesting facts from this uh, from from this workshop were that Google um, who all of us use, Google, Bing, these kinds of search engines out on the surface web, it was really only indexed 0.004% of the internet. There is yeah. so much more out there. Um, and the deep web, which is kind of where you'll find, you know, court documents, but you can't get into them. They're, they're you know, protected. That Only 1% to 10% of the internet is indexed by them. Um, and then, then you get down into the dark web. And when he talked about Tor, there was a few points uh, that I thought were really interesting. One was Tor is actually run by a bunch of volunteers from across the country. Um, and that it was created by the U.S. Navy. Um, and uh, as Opal had said, all of their URLs end in the dot onion. Um, I don't know what to call that, but. Anyways, it ends with dot onion. So if any time you're you're getting messages from someone and it's dot onion, be very wary because you do not know who you're dealing with. Um, uh, a term that I learned, <laughs> and I can understand why uh, it's important to understand this term, especially if you're doing investigative work. Um, if you ever see files that come up with the uh, initials PTHC, um you're probably about to either view, and I would not, um, preteen hardcore. Um, yes, so we, I, let's make that real clear. Is If you ever see that, move on. Don't yeah. click on it because you are about to view child pornography. And we need to clarify that. Susie and I look at all of these cases of child pornography. We never look at the child pornography. It is not attached. We don't open it. And you oh. should not either. Never. Uh, Never, ever look at that. We have, I, both of us happened to see it once last year when we were volunteering up at the FBI, uh, you know, up behind supporting the FBI with the Super Super Bowl. Bowl. but, and so we saw it once. I never want to see it again. Uh, you know, you must be in counseling if you see something like that because that is abnormal. But do not do that yourself. And we are not recommending that you do it and do not open it. Correct. 
then they, they kind of delved into, they wanted to talk about uh, what's what's going on, what's popular with teenagers, um, and this is where your sex offenders are finding teenagers, because predators are going to go where their prey is. And so they will follow those same trends. And right now, the, the four biggest uh, um, sites, social media sites for, for teenagers are Facebook still, like Facebook Messenger, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. What we found interesting um, amongst those is Facebook owns, you know, several of these sites. They are the giant, and Facebook has a legitimate site on the dark web now. Um and on top of it, they're busy encrypting all of those sites. They've all now got encrypted mm-hmm. messaging, disappearing video. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like uh, WhatsApp and, and included. Uh, uh, some statistics they threw out that I thought were interesting was uh, under uh, children under eight years old. Did you know 75% have access to a smartphone at least 15 minutes a day? Uh, 38% of those children uh, under two have used a mobile device already. So this is a natural environment for kids, obviously. This is where they are. And they are going to, a lot of times, be curious. And sometimes they're they're going to be above the learning curve over an adult because Many adults can't keep up with this technology, um, and the kids are on it all the time. Yeah, one of the things that's scaring me is the way pedophiles are entering into gaming, and we seem to be oblivious to this because we're giving our kids games at four years old. And, of course, no kid is going to have cognitive reasoning until they're, you know, start through puberty. I was really surprised that they included Kick and Omegle as part of the high activities. Uh, it's been my local experience. Every time I talk to kids, they go, no, nah, li- we left Kick and, you know, Omegle they don't take seriously. Although if you're on Omegle, you're going to be violated because there is no legal or reasonable explanation for a child to be on Omegle. There is a new one that's coming out that I heard one uh, presenter bring up, and I have been suspicious and been re- re- reviewing it myself, and that is my LOL, my laugh out loud, my law, they call it. It is huge in Canada. It's moving to the U.S. We have already posted uh, cases right here on our Facebook site where my LOL was uh, used by a pedophile, and it is a huge pedophile uh, haven up in Canada, so keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, they talked to uh, a lot of the the, Uh, app developers and that, what they're finding uh, in terms of emerging trends that are attracting teenagers and kids, uh, kids are looking for the ability to be creative. Um, They want video, they want live video, and they want group live video. And I know, Opal, you and I have seen cases, and I've posted cases on our Facebook page about uh, live streaming rape occurrences. Um, and of course, you know, that's, that's frightening because now you're, you're getting into this mob mentality and, and making it okay to be violating one another. Yeah. Um, and this you is know, scary. Oh, it is scary. And, uh, the trend here is just downright 
eye-opening, I'll tell you. We're down into one minute now to close out here. I want to tell you how much we appreciate you following this website. I hope that that you will share ExploitedCrimes.com with everyone that you know. I hope you'll share it with your church. I hope you'll post it, uh, forward it, uh, download it every chance that you get. You can always write to us at meandkids.org. Just send it to Opal at meandkids. Tell us who you are. It was such a pleasure to meet so many of you at this show and find out that meet our followers and the contributions that you're making because it's going to take an army of us to take this on around the world and we are so proud of the people who follow us how smart how intelligent and you share your ideas with us so we'd ask you to join with us next week as we come back to you here at exploitedcrimes.com in the meantime follow me and kids on facebook if you will and let us know. Post on there if you hear the show and share it with everyone that you know. We're going to come back to you next Thursday morning. Uh, let us know what subjects you want us to cover because, trust me, we have enough material to last us the next decade. Yes. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. This is Susie Carpenter and Opal Singleton signing off. And we'll talk to you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.